Hi, my name is Philip Carrillo, and this is the One Percent Podcast. That was Stay tuned for the next episode, guys. Hi, everyone. This is Julio Carrillo with the One Percent Podcast, and today we have Christabel Joseph with Lexgo Media. Uh, why don't you give the audience a little intro about what you do and uh, let them get to know you a little bit. All right. Thank you so much, Lily, for having me here. I really appreciate it. Um, this is my first time being on a podcast, so very exciting stuff. Um, I am the CEO and founder of Luxco Media. It's a marketing agency that I started not too long ago now. Um, something that I really wanted to build as I wanted to be a creator of something that was my own and kind of break the societal conditionings of this world and you know step into my own power and inspire as many people to do the same I guess so stepping into entrepreneurial life has been quite a journey so far and I'm looking forward to you know the experience of it awesome well you know on on our podcast because it's a real Don Julio uh, I always like to share a drink with my guests but I know you are you are doing 75 hard which we can get to in a second but I'm gonna figuratively pour you a glass here and uh, I'm going to make sure Amazing. I get a little something here. Hell yeah. Toast to it. Yeah. This one's for the douchebags. <laughs> for the assholes. Cheers. Cheers. Let's go. Amazing. Now, for those who don't know, what's 75 Hard? 75 Hard, uh, Andy Frisella is the creator, I guess, of this. It's um, honestly, it's like a mindset challenge, a discipline challenge. And... Mm -hmm you know, your, your health, your wellness is just a byproduct of it. So it's two workouts every day, uh, 45 minutes each, one inside, one outside. You do, um, you read 10 pages of a personal development book and uh, you take a photo of yourself every day to track your progress. Uh, you stick to a clean diet. You don't drink any alcohol. Um, so you basically do that for 75 days and drink a gallon of water every day. So hence, we've got water here. Awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's for 75 you know, days. Not gonna lie. That was a little small test. I didn't think he knew all those details. Obviously, you know what the challenge <laughs> is, but to go back to name, a lot of people, it's just because I'm, I'm sure you deal with it. You're in social media, mm -hmm. uh, you are in marketing, and you hear a lot of people gassing up a lot of what they do. Oh, I'm on a keto. Oh, mm. I'm on this. I'm on, like, whatever freaking new trendy yeah. thing it is. But not a lot of people know who started it, what it is, who, what, when, or why, how. I loved how you just answered all of that. <laughs> you know, when we met, I'm like, oh my God, this goes fire. Like, <laughs> Being able to do a lot of what you do, and I thought it would be a really great conversation. And even though you're not, um, uh, again, no disrespect, but because you're just started, you're not at the top of your mm -hmm. uh, of your industry yet. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything without a shadow of a doubt that you won't be. And I think mm -hmm. by the time we're finished here, people will understand why. And a lot of it has to do with all the conversations we had about mindset. Because I think mm -hmm. before you have this really genius idea and you want to build Uber or... Mm -hmm. Facebook or whatever, I think there's just something about people that mm -hmm. you just really have to want to. And for you, uh, being under 30, having the mindset that you have now, to me, if, if you keep up that same consistency, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of time before you win. It's like, an, it's like an Olympic athlete, right? They yeah. train and they train and they mm -hmm. train and they do pre-training and they go to some trials and mm -hmm. they train some more. No applause, no audience, no exactly. one knows who they are. Mm -hmm. And then you wait for your big moment. There's definitely building blocks for sure. Like I feel like if I was an entrepreneur a year ago, I would have probably failed. <laughs> and I feel like there's a lot of building blocks and stepping stones that you need to kind of go through in terms of discipline mm -hmm. and that mindset and consistency and like 
showing up every single fucking day is not easy and people don't understand what that means, right? Yeah. And if you don't have your why that's backing up your purpose and your mission and your business, something that's larger than you, larger than your business, then you're going to get lost in the sauce. Like it's so easy to get Love pushed it. around with like all the external, all the fear. Oh my gosh, my mom's fear <laughs> literally is like, would be enough to sway so many people, right? And yeah. like kind of take, make them take a step back, I guess. But I feel like when, when you start off and you, you, you have built up those healthy habits of like working every single day, having that why, that like North Star that will never like divert you, then it's like, okay, I know my shit. I know what I want. I know how to get there. And it's like, and you just do the thing. You just got to do the thing, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's, it's uh, uh, one day or day one. Exactly. You know, uh, that's why I post in the mornings, like a little motivational thing. I, because we were talking about this a little bit. Like I do believe in energies. I do believe like mm -hmm. you, you have to have a certain amount of it. And some people drain you and some people you're able to give to. Mm -hmm. And so for me, at least when I wake up and you see those posts at 4.30 or 5 a.m., I'm trying, because it's hard, mm -hmm. I'm trying to start my day off positively. Mm -hmm. Something that I know if I read it, it'll get me to think. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't expect everybody to, to like it or love it, and mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck if they do or not. 100%. I do it more for me. Yeah, but you said something there. You said trying. Yeah. Like when you when you say that word trying, it's like you're you're kind of stepping into this like oh like I have to like I'm just like yeah. trying to do something versus yeah. just being. Yeah. Right. So when you're just being and you're just doing, it's actually that intention behind the word. That's not a stress behind it. It's mm -hmm. more of like that intention is just yeah. you're just doing it. Right. Yeah. It's for me. It's just getting in the habit of doing mm -hmm. it because social media for me a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. There was no TikTok. There was no YouTube. There was nothing. There was no podcast. There was no clips. There was no team. Growth, baby. Let's go. Yeah, it's just now I'm on, I'm on a growth plan and now mm -hmm. I see the power of what I have to do. Mm -hmm. And whether I want to or not is relevant. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's just I know I have to do it. Mm -hmm. And so when we were talking, we were talking a lot about mindset of uh, different um, different challenges that, are, that we both had and some eye-openers through different experiences and that's what I'm like, this girl's gonna make it. This girl, wow. And that's all you need to do. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so media, for you. Mm -hmm. Like where did that, like how did that path come, come to light for you? So it's actually quite, <laughs> I guess, kind of funny or ironic because I, I hate my phone. Like I hate social media, but I think the intention behind it of where yeah. I figured out my purpose behind it was I want to get people off their phones. I want to get people off social media. So we handle it and they can actually be present in their daily life. Yeah. Like that's the intention behind it is like, Hey, the whole purpose of social media is marketing now. Mm -hmm. Right. So you posting about your dog or, you know, what you eat every day. There's no intention behind that. Like yeah. what purpose is that serving? Like there's no value in that. Like, yeah. cool, you have a oh, dog. Or there's validation. To some exactly. People. It's the that likes. attention, right? It's that attention that we're so drawn to. It's almost like an addiction to that attention, mm -hmm. right? And so if that's how you're valuing things or you're valuing success or that's how you're measuring success is that then you're just gonna again it's like you're you're lost right you don't have that vision or yes. direction or intention right yeah and i think that's that, that's i think that's what makes me for the most part i'm going to speak for myself because mm -hmm. i think you can agree is that when i started with social media i saw it as a tool mm -hmm. it's just a hammer and a yeah, hammer is supposed exactly. to you know 
put a nail on the wall or, totally. or whatever. Yeah. It's just a hammer. Exactly. And I'm going to use that tool for what it's supposed to. I'm not going to mm -hmm. use the hammer to break concrete. Because it's energy. It's your exactly. energy, right? So, putting so into when something. I'm putting stuff out there, yeah. it's intentional mm -hmm. to get attention, but not for validation. Mm -hmm. It's get attention to make sure it drives me business. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Exactly. You know, part of what I'm trying to do, at least on my social media, mm -hmm is again those posts early in the morning mm -hmm. i'm just getting used to right now uh, uh posting when i show up to the gym because i'm yeah. i'm thinking it as from a hater's perspective i'm like oh they probably think i record mm -hmm. like all these videos mm -hmm. and use the same videos throughout mm -hmm. the week it's like mm -hmm. uh-uh i'm here putting in the work i'm yeah. putting the work Hell i'll yeah. do the time stuff. You, i don't care doing that. Sick. <laughs> you know and then i'll do i'll do just a quick gym thing and that's mm -hmm. actually it's it's crazy because i used to make fun of people <laughs> who took pictures of their food or their gym workouts and now i'm over here <laughs> trying to get the right angle <laughs> and trying to just like all right i'm, I'm gonna get this in but real it's like quick. progress shots yes. and stuff too right and it keeps yeah. you like motivated and yeah. it motivates other people to get their ass out of bed right yeah. and to do the same thing well, right or to Work yeah, on because themselves. by the time I'm getting, I'm getting back home to to get ready for my day. Mm -hmm. uh, most people are just starting to leave for work, right? Or they're coming home from the night before, yeah. you know. It's or like... that, <laughs> you know, and and that's what social media is for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not the greatest at it, but luckily I'm mm -hmm. I'm fortunate enough to have a team behind me. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, but that's what you are. That's mm -hmm. what you're trying to provide for other the team. Yes. Honestly, like. People think like entrepreneurial life or like to make it in this world, you have to be like one man wolf pack. Like you got to do it on your own and there's like nobody out there. It's like just me. I'm in the game. But yeah. it's like, man, support is everything. Like relationships are everything. Yeah, yeah. Connectivity is everything. Like your team, the people that you have around you in your circle, like when they tell you, right, when they say all the time, like tell me your five closest friends and I'll tell you who you are, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that's how your success will be. It's like the, the people that yeah. you surround yourself with, that's like the most imperative thing to your growth, you know? Yeah. Like, I, well, to a certain degree, even if you are a good business owner, I think there's a way, a, a perception of looking at business because you mm -hmm. can look at it as, because the, there's, there's a matrix of it, of, of your perception of what your business is. Now, uh, I'll give you an example. If you're in business, uh, you can, you'll start looking at profitability. Mm -hmm. But that keeps you as a business, as a small business. Mm -hmm. If you are a business in growth, you're not looking at profitability. You're looking at cash flow. Mm -hmm. It's how you're looking at things. Mm -hmm. And if you're constantly looking at just your bottom line and your profit, mm -hmm. well, that's where you're going to stay. Yeah, exactly. Because an expanding business is trying to use cash flow. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter how much they make. They just want to make sure we got more money coming in than going out mm -hmm. because we're trying to grow and expand exactly. and trying to take those dollars or mm -hmm. those pennies and mm -hmm. paying for a dollar. That's, what, mm -hmm. that's the, the, the biggest thing about it. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely uh, agree. And yeah, the team is, is just one interesting way of looking at it. And most entrepreneurs, small businesses, mm -hmm. they wear the hats, all mm -hmm. of them. They try cheaping out on everything. Mm -hmm. I can do my own bookkeeping. Yeah. I can do my own marketing. I can yeah. do my own business development. Uh -huh. I can do this. I can do that. And then you're wearing multiple hats. Yeah. You're trying to be like this glorified mm -hmm. entrepreneur without knowing that that glory or that way of looking at it isn't going to actually yeah. add up to anything because it's like you're you're not doing your jam you know yeah. like you're not utilizing yeah. your strengths and you're trying to learn all these other things yeah. that have nothing to do with what you're actually good at you know so like i read this book like i think yeah. we talked a little bit about it but it's who not how right by dan sullivan and it's such a great book for entrepreneurs yeah. because it's like 
you literally, for entrepreneurs, did I say that? Entrepreneurs. <laughs> it's one of those books where it focuses in on your strengths and your skill sets. And it tells you to utilize the people that can combat those in a beneficial way to yeah. create synergy. So like I know for myself, I'm, I'm very organized. I'm a project manager. I'm really good with structure. I can build things. I'm a creative. I'm a visionary, right? Yes. Right? Then my team, right? I've got another visionary creative. He's got connections. He's resource hub. Love that, right? And then we've got somebody in the back end that's the tech analytics. Yes. Like he's got the scaling, right? So all of us together, we're building on all of our ideas, but we're actually getting shit done because we have the right people in place to do that. That's the problem with most entrepreneurs is that they try to wear all the hats. And I did, and I'm guilty of it in the beginning mm. until I started learning about expansion. And so I started learning about cash flow. And then when I started mm. learning about if I wear all the hats, then I'm really just becoming my, I'm sinking my own boat. I'm just mm. adding my own water to my own boat and sinking the fuck out of it. Yeah. But if you start learning to let go a little bit mm -hmm. and get the basics, I'm going to give you an example. I am a great developer and mm. I'm a visionary and I have, when I say developer in the sense of business development, I'm good at bringing people in. Mm -hmm. That's my job. That's mm. where I, that's my 10. That's yeah. where I fucking shine. Yeah. I'm not that great of accounting. So what the fuck am I going to try to learn accounting? Right? I'm not an accountant. They're a completely different breed, number exactly. one. Exactly. But it is my duty as the owner, founder, CEO of mm -hmm. my business, my duty to understand exactly. the position and 100%. to understand. So mm -hmm. I can be a six or seven. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be a fucking 10. No, exactly. I need to know my operations. Mm -hmm. I don't need to run operations, mm -hmm. but I do need to know about them. Totally. Be a six. Mm -hmm. Just be a 10 and stay in your lane mm -hmm. and trust the others who you did hire. Yes. Oh, why the fuck did you hire them? Exactly, right? 100%. So. It's that energy, right? And when you're playing in your creative genius all the time and yeah. everyone else is Absolutely. doing the same, then you guys are just powerhouses, right? Yeah. Like I always tell my team, I'm like, if you guys are doing something that you hate, tell me because there's somebody else we can plug in for that, mm -hmm. you know? Or we can find another resource for yeah. that, right? I, I told my guys something. all the time, just because I have a fucking idea, just I mean it's a great <laughs> idea. I need to know if that's Literally. the position we need to go in. If like, no nah, man, that's, that's just bunk. Don't do yeah, that, don't do that. <laughs> you know, even when I want to do some social media posts, I'll send it to them, it's like, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, you just need to add this filter, do that, and, you know, cut it down 30 seconds. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. I can't done. cut it down. You cut it down. Yeah. But, but done. Like, I, my exactly, ego is right? completely placed 100%. out of it. It's the ego, right? And yeah. that's, like, a constant battle with me right now. Like, is your own ego? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I'm super stubborn, too. And, like, sometimes I like to fall hard. Like, I like to fail hard. But I'm, like, I just want to do it. And, like, sometimes it'll just let me run into walls, right? And, mm -hmm. like, I think that's also a part of the process, right? Absolutely. So when you're doing it, it's, like, hey, like, as long as I'm doing with 120%, but I learn quick, it's, like, that comeback time, right? Are you going to like let that pitfall like completely shatter your dreams and everything? Or are you just going to get back up and just try again? Right. But then like also taking that feedback was like a huge thing was like, yeah. okay, having these like really like intelligent people in my field, use them, right? Absolutely. Like use them as resources. They're there for a reason, right? I don't have to do like all the heavy lifting, right? I have all the resources that I can use, right? And I want to give that back too, right? So like quick segue, like into like the goal planning that we're doing now too, right? With with some of our clients, it's like, I'm not just planning your goals with them. Like, because I networked so much in the past year, I have a database full of all these high caliber, high net worth individuals that are there to like provide, you know, 
guidance and advice for people when they're starting something new, when they're stepping into a new transfer, transformation for their, for their career, or they want to, you know, try something outside of their comfort zone. It's like, here are some resources that will help you, you know, navigate a little bit better or like direct you in, in a, in a, in a better way. Right. So it's not like you're alone. We have like the support and we also have the strategy behind it too. Well, you are young. And more importantly, I think uh, I said this to someone before is that, you know, being a woman in business is challenging. Being a young woman in business is even harder. Be a young woman in business and of color. That's even harder. I mean, I'm a man and that's you know, technically in the, in the world of business. That should be my easy mm -hmm. part. It's not fucking easy. Number one, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm a man of color. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter if I'm Indian, Spanish, it doesn't matter what nationality, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not, I am mm -hmm. not white. Now, this does not have to be about race, but I am more specifically just touching on the simple fact that these are realities. Totally. And I can mm -hmm. give a fuck less about anybody's opinion on mm -hmm. that. It is a reality. I've lived it. I've seen mm -hmm. it. But I didn't bitch and cry about it. Totally. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Mm -hmm. What's your What's your take on, on what you've seen so far? I know you, you haven't been in business that long, but mm -hmm. you are starting out. Mm -hmm. And it's those moments where you learn, where you learn those challenges mm -hmm. and you have to learn how to, like you said, take that ego out of it and mm -hmm. know how to, what, do you have any experiences so far? Are you seeing yeah. challenges? I Are mean, you seeing... I think, yeah, we were kind of chatting a little bit about it like last time too, was just, you know, the challenges of just starting out, right? And mm -hmm. nobody really having any valuation of the business or knowing what I can do, right? Or seeing like the competence in it, right? It's kind of like, okay, like, we don't know if we can trust this, right? Like the credibility aspect of it, right? So I think like just being that powerhouse and like yeah. having that mindset though, and mm -hmm. you know, kind of blocking out the external almost, people are always gonna say things, right? Yeah, absolutely. always gonna say shit and like, that's just a part of the game, right? The only thing that I can keep doing is doing what I'm doing. That's the experience, right? Mm -hmm. Doing the trials, getting the testimonials, getting the paid clients. Like I've already got all of that now, right? And it's just like cranking those out as fast as I can and taking in the feedback and tweaking little things and going back into the game, right? It's just like talking to the right people too, right? It's like, okay, who do I actually wanna be listening to, right? Is it the people that are bringing me down or the people that are like, hey, this is actually what you should do because yeah. this is going to help you, yeah. right? A, an entrepreneur will never, ever, in my opinion, they will never tell you not to be an entrepreneur. 100%. They will support you. A, a, a trainer mm -hmm. or a, uh, a bodybuilder mm -hmm. will never insult you for going to the gym or yeah. talk shit to you, right? Mm -hmm. It's just always those, uh, those really, really <laughs> nasty people. And, and it's, it always comes out when you're trying to do something better. Mm -hmm. Like... I had my own challenges in my previous business mm -hmm. uh, when I started out because I was, yeah, I think I was around your age actually when I when I started my really? first business. Okay, what was the first business? Uh, it was in uh, Hygienic Wall Systems. We were one of two companies. Was that here? That was here in BC, yeah. Oh. And the hard part was that super ambitious, yeah. go out there, old school, uh, it was all in door construction, knocking? Was it like uh, not even door knocking, just walking on sites, hi, <laughs> superintendent, my name is Julio. Uh, I know you have this product on site. I know you don't have anybody to install it. Yes. And my close rate was less than 10%. Oh, and then I was reading a book, which I told you about, 48 Laws of Power. Mm -hmm. And I've read it twice by then, but I was still fairly young and a lot of the information to retain. Mm -hmm. And I was reading it again. And I remember 
like I have to take my ego out of it.、Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at, okay, why am I not landing contracts?、Mm-hmm. What am I doing wrong? Is it the sales process? No, because、mm-hmm. sales process, for the most part, for the most part, is a numbers game.、Mm-hmm. I know I'm articulate. I know、exactly. I know my product. I know I'm. A,、yeah. I, I know I'm not going to fail. Like, what am I、mm-hmm. doing? That's not allowing me to close the deal. Exactly. And I'm not going to lie. My natural conclusion was,、uh, I'm dealing with older white men. Oh, blaming the external. You were doing that. No, and、like, no, I was looking at what all the things、oh, okay, were. Okay. Okay. And the only rational thing I could think of was, what's the commonality in all these site <laughs> visits? I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's just say, <laughs> let's just say, that was true. Mm-hmm. We'll play devil.、Uh, whether it's true or not, is, we're,、yeah. we're going to put it to the test. We're going to do a field study. Okay. We're going to put it to the test. So,、um, <laughs> and the forty-eight laws of power is to know your enemy, and that does not mean your enemy has to be the one that's attacking you, like a physical enemy. It、mm-hmm. just means your opponent it means something you're trying to achieve, the person、mm-hmm. you're trying to、mm-hmm. uh, trying to get something from. So my thinking of that was like I was so convinced it, it's not me. There's no way. There's I, I couldn't.、That's、I could I not think say, of yeah, anything、exactly. outside the box、mm-hmm. of what I was doing wrong.、Mm-hmm. So I said, "It must be them." Yeah. So if it's them, I got to solve the problem. How do I solve the problem? I go into the side and be like, "Fuck you, hire me." No. The、uh, my rational solution was, if it was the race, if it was my young,、mm-hmm. aggressive way of doing things and just showing up, what's going to get their attention? My natural thing is. Are someone just like them? So I hired an older <laughs> white man、yeah. with white hair, a big, nice white beard, very Canadian-looking, and I paid a minimum wage, and he would drive me around to all my sites. And his only job was to drive me to the site and act like he's my boss. So when I would knock on the doors, "Hi, I'm Julio Carrillo. This is my、uh, supervisor or my、mm-hmm. manager." Uh, John Smith. I don't want to say、mm-hmm, names.、Mm-hmm. My name is John Smith, <laughs> and so they would easily welcome me in.、Mm-hmm. I would do the same thing I'd always do. I'd always give them the same thing: Julio Carrillo, blah blah blah. This is the product,、mm-hmm. uh, the whole thing. And then I would look at him. He would nod his head. He would interject、mm-hmm. softly. I was his trainee. Yeah. I was his employee. How was the job after though? Like after you closed the deals with these guys, how did that experience work out after you guys? Because, so luckily for me, that person was very、uh, much into sales, and、yeah. he had a nice, strong history of it. And he, again, very stubborn, very、yeah. hard way of looking at things. But he taught me, Julio. At the end of the day, what's the most important thing? Yeah, get paid.、Hmm. As long as they give you the check, who gives a fuck?、Hmm. It's like let's keep doing this. And my POs shot up at least. Eighty、mm. percent. I was in business、mm. at that point, just because of the one strategy. I was able to take my ego out of the、mm-hmm. equation. I was able to look at it, look at the problem objectively, and that's how I just closed more. Why?、Mm. Because it's not because it's just this one individual. It was it was a commonality,、mm-hmm. and unfortunately, in construction at that time, it was just full of people just like that. Yeah. So instead of Bitching and crying about it, and oh, these guys won't give me any sales because. Would you say that you would still use that same strategy now? No, it's、okay. different. Yeah, it's different now.、Hmm. But at the same time, yes, and that's all. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll give you why. It's just you have to know your client. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to get to. Yeah. 
they, I may not have to deal with that as much now mm-hmm. because we live in a very inclusive, totally. very open yeah. uh, 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 world now mm-hmm. where those things get called out more. Mm-hmm. But it's all about knowing who your objective is, mm-hmm. right? What is the objective? Is this guy a party guy? Is this guy a calm yeah. guy? Is this guy a classy mm-hmm. guy? Is this guy a little bit more... But also, who do you want to yeah. represent at the end of the day too, yeah. right? Like, I've fired clients too yeah. already. I say no to clients I'm all like, the time. Yo, like, yeah. you just don't align, bro, with like anything that yeah. you're talking about. And if I have to amplify your brand on a social presence, on an online presence, and you're trying to be like the wellness realtor of all time and you literally don't do a lick of meditation or anything to like take care of who you are then like how can i how can i do that right like it's like i feel dishonest right so like instead of like like it's just changing like the demographic or the ideal client that you have right but like i like what you said about taking out the ego that was a big thing like when i first started my business i was like charging like an arm and a leg like i had no fucking idea i was like $3,000 $3,000 per month. People are going to pay this. And I went to every single person I knew. They're like, no one's going to fucking pay that. And I was like, what? And I was like, and I spent so like so much time on that. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was sitting with it. And like, I remember taking showers, like nobody's business. Like that was like my time to like meditate. Like I would just be like in the shower. People were, like, Chris, well, like you haven't been responsible. I'm like, I'm in the shower guys. Like I literally just need to like really deep dive into like why this isn't working. Right. And like how to pivot. Like, so then I just started asking them if this is the cost, what would you need to see in this package to make it yes. worth it? And when you flip it like that, it's <clears throat> like, okay, now you have a better understanding because this is your ideal client yeah. telling you what they want. You're not doing the work anymore. Yeah, so I learned that um, mid through my journey uh, of, of that first business, uh, I was dealing with a good friend who was a master hypnotherapist and he taught me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it was always asking the client, you know, um, uh, what their keywords are. Mm. And once you're able to ask them what their keywords are, subtly, I'll give you an example in a second, then you get to know what their values are. Mm. And as long as you, and again, it's not manipulation, you're just understanding who you're Mm. dealing with. So uh, he asked me, Julio, what are your your keywords? If Mm -hmm. I were to sell you a car, tell me, what are you looking for in a car? Yeah. And the keywords, keywords was the the specific term. And it was, you know, I want something that's elegant. I want something that's unique, and I mm-hmm. want something that's bold. Mm. And then, using those three words, he was able to formulate. He's like, you know what? I think you belong in an Aston Martin. Just because, and then use those same words. Just because, you know what? If you look at James Bond, you know that's unique. You mm. know that's, you know, uh, elegant. And more importantly, when you pull up one of those, bold. Mm. And, but when he says that, and I'm over here nodding my head. He's yeah. like, you see that? It's because now you're, I'm, he's speaking my language. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly. what we need to do. You need to be mm-hmm. like almost linguists yeah. in sales. Mm-hmm. And so when I started applying that same concept in, uh, in contracting, it's like, you know what? Because it was a very large contract for a hospital. It's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Can I just ask you? I was talking to the PM. Can I just ask you a question? If I were to work with you, get this contract, what are the most important things you're looking yeah. for? Can mm-hmm. you give me some of the key phrases that, uh, or, or, or key points that you're looking for mm-hmm. to a good contractor for this scope of work? Because everybody says they can do it. I want to see, I want to know what you're looking for because exactly. I'm going to be dealing with you for the next yeah, two years. Yeah, hundred percent, right? And then he gave me all those words mm-hmm. that he was looking for. I can't remember what they were, but probably on time communication, blah yeah, blah blah. Yeah, exactly. And so once I said, it's just, you know, you know, I highly agree with you because mm-hmm. you know what? In our company, we actually pride ourselves in the 
blah 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 mm-hmm, blah mm-hmm. and next thing you know he's shaking his head mm-hmm. like, you know what, giving just... like those like real life examples yeah. right too yeah. is like so important and yeah. i think people like with that credibility and that trust right because it's not to be manipulative and no. i feel like if like when you do hear this this is like another part of like the organic yeah aspect of it right like i'm the first person to be like hey man you're just not a good fit you know what i mean like if we can't like deliver all xyz for you like I can refer you to someone that can, Absolutely. that's more in alignment with that yeah. because I don't want to change our brand because we're all about brand presence and having a strong brand. And if you want something that's super flashy, super whatever the fuck and like not luxury or, you know, like completely out of the, out of our niche, like we're not going to change, right? Like this is who we are. This is what we stand for. So I can give you another resource for that, right? So it's not really like changing anything. But yes, of course, when it comes to like contracting stuff, it's kind of like the same thing. That it's like always like yeah. the same kind of like well, trades, commitment, Of course you want to work with them, everything. right? Yeah, exactly. You want right? to work with these yeah. people. Mm-hmm. It's your job to identify whether they would be good or not. Exactly, right? If it's like worth your energy. Like I think energy, it comes back to energy a lot for me. I'm like, okay, I had like three meetings with this one like potential client, obviously not going to name drop or anything, but like, the energy that it took from me and she still wasn't able to like get on the same page was just like, it was just not worth it for me. You know, Mm -hmm. we gave her like a huge discount and everything. She got a lot of free stuff from us. And you know, at the end of the day, she still was scattered. She still didn't know what was going on. And we were, I was like, you know what? Like, I just, I can't do this to the team. Like, I feel like our resources are better served somewhere else with another client, you know? Cause like we were getting clients. Right. And so it's, it's kind of that, saying no is a part of the integrity aspect of it as well, right? And being like, okay, how much do you want to give? And what's the return on that, right? Like, is it actually going to be a good investment for you too, right, as a business? Absolutely. So, you know, out of all these topics, I mean, you've had to endure, I am confident you've endured some bad clients. Yeah. (laughs) How do you, you, um, I had a client confront me the other day. I'll just give you an example. (laughs) Had a client confront me on, on something the other day. And she was so nervous to speak to me. Mm. I can tell she was shaking. Oh, no. And she was like, but Julio, and I, I, just, I just remember I just grabbed her hand. I was like, hey, hey, hey. Oh. It's fine. You can just tell me what the problem is. Why are you so nervous? I will eat you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's fine. My job is to solve problems. I'm a yeah, problem solver. exactly. If there's an issue, let me know, know, and I can fix it. Exactly. Or we'll find some sort of a resolution in the medium. Mm-hmm. But she was just shaking oh so much. Poor it was, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in that, in that sense, um, for you, yeah. for you, mm-hmm. what are, have you dealt with angry clients? How do you deal with it? Um, what are some of the challenges that you see as it? Do they, do they take low blows? Have you had those mean ones? <laughs> I know I've had my, my fair share, but. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm quite bold with it, which like I need to work on <laughs> because I feel like when it comes to like unalignment or like, I just, I I feel energy a lot. Like I I meditate every day. Like I'm quite spiritual. I'm quite in tune with everything. Like, I mean, I don't drink not because of 75 hard, but just intentionally, I know it's just not good for me. So tapping into like my gut intuition when it comes to certain things, like if it's not a good vibe, I'm like, I can feel it and sense it like right away. So like, as soon as that happens, like even after I told her, like, it's not a good fit, she's still came back to me the next day with a bunch of feedback, which I took. I was like, all right, yeah, for sure. Like, I'll hear you out because like this could be also beneficial for, for our business. Mm-hmm. And then after that, she was like, I still want to work with you guys. 
And I was like, no, <laughs> because it, for me, it was the energy, right? I just felt something that was a blockage there. And I was like, I got to trust that. I got to trust that intuition because like, I know, like, I know the energy that was given that day and it just wasn't where I wanted <clears throat> everything about my business. is like, I just want to jam. I want to have fun. I want cool clients. I want to like have a good time with like my team and stuff. Right. And like we attract really good people just by our network of people. Like we have connections all over. So it's not an issue of getting the clients. It's like, I really want to be picky with who I'm representing with my brand as well. Like I want to be known for like that alignment with the people that I work with too, you know? Uh, not trying to switch subjects because I think we could talk about this forever. Right. Um, another subject. Because you're a, a woman in business, I'm kind of curious. Um, dating scene for you. <laughs> and I'll say dating scene and I'll bring this up because as much as it's about you as a woman, I'm trying to make a very strong point for men. Okay. So, curious. For someone who's young, has her own business, clearly ambitious. How is that dating scene for you? <laughs> I have a good guesstimate, but I'll let you, I'll let you speak first. <laughs> um, <laughs> great question. Uh, I feel like when I have meetings now, I'm not like obviously actively looking for a partner in these meetings, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm very much focused on my business right now. And I think setting the tone when I go into meetings, because that did happen a lot. I could would, be guys would just meet you just to oh, yeah. date you. Or even like LinkedIn messages. I don't know what it is with LinkedIn. Like literally asking me out on like LinkedIn. Oh, you didn't know that they were merged with a, with a, Tinder? a, a Tinder? It was a, a Tinder LinkedIn. So <laughs> wild, right? Like, I mean, LinkedIn, I, never, I guess, well, but like. <laughs> unfortunately, I don't get a, I don't get too many DMs on that level. It's so always trying wild. to get me to work but, with somebody in India, but. Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. But like, literally this happened, this happened multiple times actually, where, you know, like I would have a meeting with someone and it would be very business oriented and then. Like, of course, like I want to be per like personable in a sense of like, yeah, like for sure. Like talk to me about like life and talk to me about like, you know, like experiences and stuff like that. Like let's shoot the shit, right? Like let's build a relationship, not in like a romantic way, but I want to get to know who you are as a person as well, right? That is business, right? Um, but playing a lot in my masculine actually is what I've been kind of more accustomed to or what I've like learned to do more is just like really set that tone of like all I talk about I'm with my notebook like you know like I'm with my notebook and pen and I'm like taking notes and I'm asking creative questions that are all correlated with business and opportunities and I'm like yeah. okay this is a connection that I have for you okay what about this have you thought about this okay what are your challenges here you know so it's like not like Hey, like when was the last, like, what'd you, what'd you, what do you like for dinner? You know, like, it's not like that at all. Right. So it's really setting that tone in a professional way where people don't have that. I mean, it still happens, of course, that miscommunication, but I've had to learn over time because I once had like two, three meetings with this guy that like, full, he was like this big, like hacker, like knew everything about like security. And like, he was doing this for like, um, like 21 century, like all these like huge, large brands. And I wanted to plug him into like another business. And it was like, 
after the second meeting, he sent me a message and he was like, hey, like, I really enjoy like, you know, spending time with you and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, um, we should totally like go out for dinner again. And I was like, yeah, like, just want to be, you know, real with you. This is like completely professional business related. Like, and I said that, like, just completely stated my point. And he, he was like, actually, I don't think, <laughs> yeah, he's like, literally though, he was like, actually, I don't think I want to, I want to like set up that meeting and I was going to connect him with like two people that were going to like you know invest or whatever in the business and I was just like all right and then he calls me like a week later and he's like did you change your mind and I was like no like sick but, sorry yeah. <laughs> um okay I have, two com- I have two comments on that okay because you said uh there's two comments on that a you said you have to play into your masculine mm-hmm. so as uh again i'm gonna call you a young woman here because you're under 30 as a young woman and you have to play into your masculine when you do find or if you do find someone don't you think it will be challenging to shut off the masculine and go into your feminine so what i've realized with this is if i find someone that is more masculine than my masculine i feel comfortable in my feminine to be safe in my feminine oh that's hard okay mm-hmm. first time i heard it like that um but mainly because i've always said this i think most women because mm-hmm. fuck the stupid reality that we live in right now, the stupid matrix, like they always give the stupid checklist of everything that you have to do, right? I've always said this, uh, I don't care how dominant or strong or Mm -hmm. independent, femme, whatever bullshit Mm -hmm. uh, someone wants to identify in. I think every woman is capable of submitting, but, and and I'll use this word carefully here, but they will only submit or be in their feminine Mm -hmm. with a man who is worthy of being submissive too Mm -hmm. and I think that's the problem is that most men like the gentleman you described get into their own feminine Mm -hmm. they're no longer masculine exactly they get into their own feminine take action do the thing and so and so I think that's one of the hard and I ask you that because I know a lot of uh, I love I love 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 uh, interviewing uh, you're my second female guest by the way And uh, uh, I love looking at that perspective because women, such as yourself, are very on point. Mm -hmm. Realistic expectations. I think female CEOs, female entrepreneurs are one of the best entrepreneurs out there Mm -hmm. because they don't bitch out like that one gentleman. He was a hacker. He was uh, an entrepreneur. He had his own business, right? Exactly. But see, once he saw a girl, Mm -hmm. pretty one, all of a sudden he... Yeah. He got into his own feminine. Mm-hmm. He couldn't just keep it as it was. Exactly. And if he would have stayed with what he was, totally. He probably would have had a better shot. 100%. And, he, and even though his plane crashed and he was in the ocean, like, you know, waiting for someone to save him, as soon as he messaged you back, said, Well, are you still interested? That's when the sharks came and eat him. Like, yeah, nah, literally. You fucking died. Just like, like, Bro, you should have <laughs> just let so it be. Bad. You know, uh, I said 100%. it multiple times. You don't fuck with me now, you eventually will. Yeah. You know, and that's fine. And, and uh, I think very uh, strong women are finding it very difficult in the markets and, and the, you know, in the dating market right now mm. because there are too many feminine men. Mm-hmm. And I don't, maybe they need to get their ass whooped when they're younger. I don't know what well, the fuck Well, it's like it also, it's, it's one thing like, yeah, like you can be overly masculine, but also have the feminine side for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think like a good balance between the, like both, like, you know, being in touch with your emotions, like actually understanding like emotional intelligence and stuff, right? Yeah. Like that's something that like, of course, every man should have and feel comfortable doing, right? To feel through their emotions, but also 
having like a strong standing and understanding of like life and goals and visions of like, okay, this is what I want for my future and being yeah. grounded. Like that's, like that's for, attractive. For, for me, emotional awareness yeah. comes from not being emotionally aware and I want to be in touch with my feelings no. and cry on your shoulder. Yeah, no. Emotional awareness, for me at least, mm. comes in the sense of I have to be emotionally aware mm -hmm. of what's happening mm -hmm. and not succumbing to any of those emotions that will make me a bad make me a bad decision mm -hmm. because if you're too happy yeah you're gonna make a bad decision yeah if you're too sad you're gonna make a bad decision mm -hmm. so it's me understanding okay i'm not in the greatest of moods right now mm. but i need to wake the fuck up get back into my yeah, center exactly so i can make the best decision possible mm -hmm. because if our house is on fire <laughs> i'm like okay babe i'm just so emotional right now like i can't handle the fire that doesn't you work. You got this, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you got, this. you got this. We said 50-50. You can carry me out. No. That's what emotional awareness is for me. It's, mm -hmm. it's being aware that you have these feelings, mm. but also being aware that the world doesn't give a fuck about your feelings mm. and being able to control them. Mm. A man who's not in control of his emotions yeah. is more dangerous mm. than a man who is actually in control exactly. of them. Exactly. What's your relationship with your emotions? Mine? Yeah. Oh, Cut me off guard on that one. <laughs> no, my my emotional state, I think it's pretty neutral. Mm -hmm. Because like I just said, I know if I'm too happy, it's bad. If I'm mm. too sad, it's bad. Every morning I start from zero. Mm. Every morning I wake up with a sense of I have to get up because not because I want to, it's because I have to. Uh, because if I don't, I'm only But you I'm get to, you know. I get to, yeah. Right. And, and, and <laughs> I change that. <laughs> Okay. Because words are spells, like words are very intentional, right? And if you keep telling yourself that you have to do something, but like we get to every day, wake up and live this life, right? That's part of the small win concept I have. But when I, when I talk about that, is like... Wait, explain I, that. So the small win concept I have is that you have to count your blessings. Yeah. You have to be grateful. Yeah. As much as everybody likes to say it's not, uh, no, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a bullshit thing. You no, you to. really have to be yeah. grateful because I am in a dark place. It's a very challenging. Right now? No, Do you no, want to talk about no, it? No, no, <laughs> Yes, it's just that my mom. No. Um, it's just one of those things where you have to be able to understand as a man, it's a very chaotic world. Mm -hmm. It's very challenging. It's exactly. very difficult. Mm -hmm. And pretty much for the most part, uh, like I said, no one gives a fuck. Mm -hmm. And I have to perform and be on 110% exactly. at all times because at any given time yep. and place, I don't care if I'm partying in a club mm. or at a lounge or a client meeting or eating mm. dinner. Mm -hmm. I could be eating dinner in my freaking underwear for all yeah. like they're eating spaghetti mm -hmm. and I'll get the biggest call of my thing? life. No, no, it's not my thing. It could be, but no. <laughs> no, I stay on it because there's a saying that, uh, that I learned when I was growing up. You have to stay ready the way you don't have to get ready. Exactly. Yes. And this is actually a conversation I had like literally earlier today yeah. was like, life is always going to be happening, man. There's yeah. always going to be yeah. shit. There's always, yeah. people are dying left, right. And so, you know, like this is life. Like this is everything that's happening in the external. Like there's always going to be something, right? But if you keep developing yourself personally yeah. and like mindset, everything, like you will not be able to be swayed in any direction when shit hits the fan, yeah. right? With the business, yeah. with your personal life, with whatever, it's like that comeback, right? For me, it's um, the best analogy I can give for the gamers out there, for uh, the people who like to spend their time fucking on, on Call of Duty. It's kind of <laughs> like an avatar. Like when you start the game, the game, you, you get to pick your character. Mm. And normally the character reflects a little bit of your personality. Yeah. But you don't see a, a big overweight guy mm. with you know totally. jeans and a t-shirt. Yes. You pick the most fit guy yes. and then you line him up. And then you Set get to pick his, the right. 
weapons, you everything. Pick the right, right? weapons. Yeah. You know which flash bombs. You know how many grenades you need. You know the clips. You know the gun, the barrel, mm. the handle, the stock, everything. If you this. can figure that shit out, then why can't you play the game of life? Straight up, set up just, yourself it's for success. Just just your own avatar, right? Yeah. And and uh, a lot of people don't set themselves up. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's just being able to. Uh, I'm I'm leveling up. Mm. Every day, I started off at level zero, mm-hmm. and sure, I went to some tournaments and I failed and I bonked away. Yeah. But there are some moments where I did that fucking sniper kill shot from three hundred yards away, and it's slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the wins I look for. That's what I'm talking about, right? You know, uh, but most people don't see it like that. Like, and it's the lessons I feel like when you actually learn the lessons, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, this fucked me up last time. What are the what's the toolkit that I need so that that like timeline of me getting back is shorter yeah you know what i mean like okay i know now if i watch a sad movie or whatever like i'm gonna fucking cry i don't watch that movies anymore i don't watch tv anymore but <laughs> like that being said like if there's something that happens in my life where i'm like holy fuck like that just happened i'm like where's my like what do i have what are the resources okay go for a walk without my phone maybe go spend some time in nature right do do some journaling like do meditation do a workout right like all these healthy things that are going to get me back up on my shit right listen to a podcast like some kind of motivational shit that's going to hype me the fuck up right talk to a buddy like not in a victim mindset way but be like bro this just happened like you know, like just hype me up, right? Or something, right? There's resources, have that list somewhere that you can like refer to in those situations, right? Because that's gonna be life, man. I'm sorry, but that's the reality of life. There's always gonna be something. I had someone message me uh, a couple months ago and I'm kind of like a uh, resource of positive energy. And they're telling me, oh, this happened, this happened, this happening. And this is, uh, I'm tying this in because of the it's irrelevant what I feel. It, I just have to perform. Mm-hmm. So they're telling me all their problems. I'm like, bro, uh, uh, my son is in the hospital from a little car accident. Nothing bad. It was just a checkup. Mm-hmm. My mom got diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm still out here working. Mm-hmm. No one gives a fuck. Right? Go Seriously. do your shit. Exactly. Like, that's where you have to put your emotions because there's nothing I could do about any of those situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just know I have to go do it. Most mm. people, I'm going to go with Vancouver, right? It's not disrespecting <laughs> Vancouver. I love you guys, but some of you guys are fucking pussies. Literally. <laughs> um, and that's validation max. right there. Once I, oh, I need some time off. My mom, you know, and this. Or, oh my or God. you know what? The sun. I uh, heard on the radio yeah, this morning. Yeah, everything. It's oh everything. God. It could be too sunny. It could be too cloudy. It could be too rainy. Seriously, it could be too snowy. It's like complaining. is like our second nature, like complaining yeah. about shit, but not actually doing the shit to like get out of yeah. that, right? Yeah, and uh, but th- that's more or less my mindset is that I have to be able to wake up and perform mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. And I know one of those ways of doing it is by waking up early, mm-hmm. is by going to the gym, mm-hmm. taking out my stress and relief because mm-hmm. nothing else, I, I can promise you, it doesn't matter what stress I'm going through, nothing else matters for 10 reps mm-hmm. because I'm lifting up whatever weight. Nothing matters. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about yeah. anything else except whatever the 200, mm-hmm. 300, whatever pounds I'm lifting. That doesn't matter to relevant. Is this kind of like selfish? Like, okay, I get like this in my head sometimes because like, yes, like, of course, like I love my family. I love like, you know, my friends and stuff like that. But like, I'm, 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 it's before my... you even finish, I'm going to tell you it's absolutely selfish, but that's part of the, that's part of the but job. But that's I'll what let you I mean, finish. right? But okay. I feel like it's selfish, but also selfless at the same time, yeah. because like you're here for a bigger purpose, right? Like yeah. your journey is your journey. Everyone else is on their same journey, right? If like somebody's super depressed, that's like, they're like, not like their shit, but like, yeah, it's their shit. They got themselves there. Like they can get themselves out. They, it's almost like empowering them when you take that step back. 
is what I've also realized. Like when people yeah. come to you and they're in that like fucking like victim mindset, it's like, yo, deal with your shit. Like you know what to do. Like you don't. Everyone knows what to do, right? Yeah. And like the only person that can get you out of depression or anxiety or anything is yourself. Everyone yeah. knows it. it's your mind, it's your brain, it's your thoughts, right? So like if I'm giving you that space to deal with it, it's not out of like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> it's like a, hey, you got this because you're the only person that can do that, right? Yeah. But also I'm on my own shit. I'm doing the thing. I'm leading by example. You can come with, but like I'm not going to low, lower myself down to like meet you where you're at. No, no, that's not selfish. I think that's just energy, right? Mm -hmm. Energy is physics. You know, you, it can only be transformed. Mm -hmm. It can't be destroyed. Mm. And the more you try to, the more you hang around a different frequency, mm -hmm. the more it actually does you harm. Mm, yeah, exactly. I know a couple of years ago, I wasn't, I'm on a different frequency, but I was hanging around people that were not on the same frequency mm. as me. And it was like, oh God, it was, it was like, as like an anchor of them trying to drown me, yeah. metaphorically, but then my own energy is saying, wake the fuck up, wake up, yeah, wake up. Yeah, your this higher self got my heart, you. Yeah, it was trying to remind me. Mm -hmm. And what had to happen was a massive failure mm. in order for me to sit back. What was that? My massive, massive failure? failure? Oh, I overextended myself and I made promises I couldn't keep. Mm. See, I have no fucking shame in my game. I dare any any yeah. one of you to actually be on fucking camera and say your shit. I overpromised. I I, I underdelivered. Uh, I was overstretched, mm -hmm. and I put myself in a position I should have never have put myself in for people who were definitely not worth it. Mm. Because I knew what I did, mm. and I was doing exactly what I was doing. Mm. But uh, in the game of business or politics, sometimes perception is a big deal, and I got out. I got out chest. I lost, uh, I lost that game. But that was fine. The beauty about chess is that you can always start over again. Mm -hmm. You know, there are important pieces. There, there's a bigger scope of, of the world. Mm -hmm. But for me, uh, I lost that game. Mm -hmm. But in order to get on a new board and hopefully level myself, I'm not hopefully, I am. I'm way far past what I was two years ago. Hell yeah. um, but in order to start the new game, I was just more strategic. Mm. I didn't make dummy mistakes. I didn't mm -hmm. make a move without knowing what the next three were. Yeah. An entrepreneur, this is, I, I, I don't know if you know this, or hopefully this would be a good lesson for you, is it's kind of like levels of chess, mm. right? If you're a newbie in chess, you barely know what the next step is going to be. Mm -hmm. You barely know what the next exactly. move is. That's a newbie. Yeah, yeah. Someone who's played a while might know the next two or three. Yeah. But if you're, uh, if you're a champion... You'll at least know five. If yeah. you're a master, you know ten. Mm. If you're a grandmaster, you see the whole game. Mm. I consider myself, at least where I am in my life, mm. I'm almost a master. Mm -hmm. I'm getting there. But I see the fucking end game. Mm -hmm. And I'll move my pieces strategically. And sometimes you have to lose to win. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to lose a piece to win. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to lose your queen. Give and take, yeah. Mm -hmm. But fuck it. You can always get that back. That's just my opinion Did on it. Did you lose your queen? I did. Oh, yeah. But the best thing about chess is that you're able to make some pieces, get your pawn to the other side, and you mm -hmm. can always get one back. Mm. The most important part, in my case or in yours, in our game of chess and our business, is that the king matters. Yeah. You kill the king, he's dead. Mm -hmm. 
You kill the king, the whole game is over. Exactly. So every piece and every part matters. 100%. You have to be very strategic. Mm -hmm. And I don't give a fuck if people think if it's manipulative or... If, mm -hmm. No, you're just being strategic in your own game. Because mm -hmm. I fucking guarantee anybody, anybody, once you make it to the top, 1%, whatever, once you're making a certain amount of money, once you're a leader in your own industry, I guarantee you they would not fucking complain. Mm -hmm. They would not complain. And what you have to worry about I is like the other people. I agree and disagree. <laughs> okay. Disagree. Only because, like, I feel like if you're intentional with, like, like, yeah, of course, like, everything is your journey and, like, your process and your learning and you're being strategic with everything, of course. But I feel like with the right group of, like, support, it's more of, like, a collaboration of, like, okay, like, I want to work with this person and being that creative, like, light with these other people and keep building off of what I have. Mm -hmm. And, like, it should be something that we're working towards, like, as a collective of bringing more, like, love and compassion into this world. Like, that's what I think my end goal is, is, like, okay, how many people can I inspire every day? You yeah. know, like, with everything that I do, whether it's a post, whether it's with what I say, whether it's, you know, in, in a conversation, it's okay. like, okay, I want to be able to inspire one person to make a small change in their life that's going to impact, you know, somebody else in a better way, mm. right? Or impact them in a better way. So it's like, what's that extra 1% I can do to give back? Because at the end of the day, I can do whatever the fuck I want to do for me, but it's not going to feel like anything meaningful unless it's giving back. Okay. Well, you talked about branding earlier, about your business. Mm -hmm. Now, let's just say in your business, because it's a brand, you have a team of, let's just call it 100, mm -hmm. okay? And out of those 100 people that are in your team, you guys know your trajectory. Mm -hmm. But they are, you hired your best friend, and your best friend is your VP, mm -hmm. okay? But you now know this VP no longer can keep up with the amount of work. Mm -hmm. And you have to go back and you have to go tell them, Sorry, I have to let you go in order to keep on the same trajectory we are. Well, I think that there's multiple ways around that situation. There probably is, but right? let's just say that's that, the that, situation let's just, at hand. Let's, let's just say that is the situation. But I don't think that would ever be the situation at hand. That, I but that's what we don't count on. You, uh, <laughs> we don't count on that not being the situation. That's what that's because the situation. Because there's other options. There's always options, right? Like I don't look at life being like, oh, this is the one size that's going to fit like every okay. aspect. You know, in your heart, that person. Uh, will not fit the role to get your brand, your business to the mission of the collective. Yeah, if it's like if it's fully in that situation and like they've they've literally run into like I've, like I've had conversations with this guy. I've been like, hey man, like this is where I need you to step up to, and this is like the mark yeah. that you need to reach, and you're just not hitting yeah. it. Of course, yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I will have to have that conversation. Absolutely. Well, there's two lessons in that. A, never hire your best friend or family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's conversation that. number one. B. <laughs> But sometimes, but that's what I'm saying is that I'll, I'll, I'm going to throw a, a slight challenge But I here. think it depends. It's not on the based on the trajectory yeah. of like the monetization of it. It's like, hey, like, is this in alignment with our main vision? I think it should be alignment with your vision. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, did I say our? Yeah. Yeah, it's yours. Yes. And if you fine. have to let people go. Totally. But, but that's the difference is that let's just say 10 years from now, mm. you'll be in your uh, mid-30s approximately. Yes. You got to also remember that there will be someone who's mm -hmm. 25, 24, mm -hmm. 23, mm -hmm. who wants it probably slightly a little bit more than you. So mm -hmm. you have to. Have hire to, them. <laughs> hire them, buy them out. But no, but you also have to be looking at it at that perspective yeah. where you have to be able to compete. Mm -hmm. Even though you're much older, you have mm -hmm. to compete as a much younger person because I promise you, like I said earlier before, there is always someone who mm -hmm. wants to throw. There's, I'm going to say something right now sure. because this is like fully what I truly, truly believe in. Maybe this will change. I'm not sure. But right now it's like I find way more traction with 
leading by service and leading by heart. And everything else falls into place. When I unattach yeah. myself or detach myself yeah. to the, the money, the monetary like value of anything, because money is really just energy at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, if I'm leading with that intention of like, hey, like I, I want to be of value, I want to be of service, that's when everything just flows. Everything just flows for me. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. You have to lead with value and service. Once you start leading with money, the more you try to chase the money, the more it runs away from you. Yeah. That's 100%. Mm -hmm. I chased the money for a very long time, and I mm -hmm. did okay. But I'm not chasing the money now, mm -hmm. and I'm doing fucking excellent. Exactly. So that's just one way of looking at it. But, um, you know, of course, at your age, in about five, seven years, it's going to be a bit of a different perspective, especially mm -hmm. by the, the growth rate of your business. Mm -hmm. It's all going to be, it's always going to be a different change. But that's the fun of what we do. Yeah, it's exactly, right. Mm -hmm. So. Um, okay, I want to talk about evolution. <clears throat> Like, just like, sorry, not like evolution oh, okay. of like this life, but like, okay. <laughs> no, but just like humans and how we, we, we live into our creative intelligence is through evolving every day. Right. And so like, think back when you're like a kid and this is what, like, I really try to inspire so many people to get back into is like, where does that stop? So when you're a child and you're learning something for the first time and it's the most like epic moment of your entire life and you're like, holy shit, I just solved this. Like I just like learned to walk or like read a book or like did something and I want to like show, you know, tell the world about it. Right. And then slowly over time we get stuck into this like routine of comfort, right. Where people are like, Oh, like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like happy doing what I'm doing, but then they lose that excitement and that passion for life because they get stuck in that. Yeah. So when we're trying to break through from that, that's what like I think my main mission is and like vision is for this life is to help and inspire so many people to like go through like that that life coach, go through those mentors and like figure out like yeah. what they want to be doing and like evolving is like a constant thing that you need to be doing. You need to be learning something new every single day. You yeah. need to be doing something different and you know, embracing change to get into like that passionate, that passion for life again. You know what I mean? Yeah. That excitement. Like people, we're here to experience this life. Yeah, but. What, what's the but? It's, a, it's no but for me. I completely agree. I'm just looking at it as, as a global or as a, a mass populist perspective. There mm -hmm. are people who just simply Give want up. to be yeah i know and you know you can't do anything with that totally like if you but deal and, like and, and you talk like... to other people that vibe on the same yeah, frequency and energy it makes sense that but... makes sense but you can't you can't no it's like but i think again i think it is planting seeds because like again when i go back to like who i was two years ago bro i was fucking completely different like night and day is what i'm saying like i was like super depressed like i didn't have i would party drink like fucking nobody's business like i didn't give a shit about my life like i really i didn't take care so of myself switched? sorry switched. <laughs> what switch yeah, what changed i just i dove into myself i dove internally i i was in a really like toxic relationship we don't have to get into that but it was super unhealthy it really weakened like my entire like i didn't know what self-love was i didn't know how to like who who i was as a person right as a being i was so codependent on this and i was so giving and i was so empty and depleted so when i left that he cheated on me it was like really shitty but anyways um so far so i'm not talking getting into it <laughs> piece of shit no <laughs> so um what I did was I, I, I wrote down like values, like who I wanted to embody. Like I really stepped into like. I did the same thing. I wrote the perfect version of me. Yeah. And once I wrote the perfect version of me, um, 
scientifically speaking, actually, when you write down your goals or anything, it's 77 more percent likely that you'll achieve it. Yeah. Fun fact. But I actually wrote down the perfect version of me because uh, when I failed, uh, when I lost friends, when I mm. lost pretty much my whole world came crashing, I knew at that time that version of Julio needed to die. Exactly. Like it's breaking up with your old version of you, yeah. right? And also having gratitude for like everything that's happened in your life to get you to that point almost. You know, like I have gratitude for my ex. I have gratitude for my upbringing because yeah. it was like, hey, like I wouldn't have built that resilience inside of me and I wouldn't have been able to like internalize like everything and dissect who I was if I wasn't that low, you know, if that makes sense. I don't know. I get it. I get it. I'm, yeah. Because like I woke up that day and I was just like, I, I don't want to be living this life anymore. You know, like I want. I want a different life. Like I want to build something. I want to create something. I want something that's mine, you know? And like, I feel like so many people are in that situation and they need that kind of, that resource or that support. They just don't know where to go, right? And it's just like stuck in that, like, it's so overwhelming, you know, to even take that first step of like, hey, like I want to change because it's like so scary. Nobody else is doing it. And it's like, holy fuck, I'm like, I'm breaking all like the system. And like my parents told me this and like my, my teachers told me this. And it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, how is this going to like happen? And like, I don't even, and then they're like, okay, fuck it. You know what? I'm just going to stay put. I'm just going to chill. I'm just going to chill because like everyone else is doing it. Everyone else is doing the same thing that I'm doing and everyone's like happy, right? But it's like, no, you're not because like you're still not doing what your passion is or what your sole purpose is. For right now, because <laughs> you're clearly on a, on, a, on a really great trajectory forward. Uh, goals for the next six months. Goals for the next six months. Six months. I want 20 clients. I want an investor and I want to plan for the next like year ahead and I want to be speaking at more events. I want our accountability program to be in action and I want 20 people on that program. And yeah, that's, that's a good six month plan. Okay. That's on camera. So six months from now, we'll do this again. Okay. And, oh yeah, let's do it. And then uh, we'll see where you're at. Okay. Hell yeah. Awesome. What you are your what? six month goals? My six month goals? Yeah. I'm going to triple my revenue. Fuck yeah. So I'll let you know where I'm at. Yeah. So if I have, I have three bottles here, you, you know what that <laughs> means. That's three times the revenue. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really great having you. Thank you. Um, I, like I said, we're already going to plan this out for six months from now. And uh, thank you again. And it was a really, really great conversation with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was great. Um, I learned a lot. So thank awesome. you. Well, well, stay tuned for the next episode, guys. <laughs> cool. <sighs> that was... <laughs> Boy, she's tough. I like that. That, that was fun. Hi, my name is Philip Carrillo, and this is the One Percent Podcast. That was that was a great. Stay tuned for the next episode, guys.